Hello, everybody, and welcome to another podcast of ApostolicSundaySchool.com, where we cover a wide range of topics on everything to do with children's ministry. Today, we're going to be giving another sermon from the Commit Conference 2017 that is held at Baton Rouge. This time, it's Brother Tony Spell, and he's talking about the Ten Commandments of Bus Ministry. If you already have a bus ministry, it's a great reminder of some of the things we need to do on an ongoing basis. I'm so excited that there are churches that are this passionate about bus ministry, and I always want to improve, and I hope you do as well. And Judah was with me. This is several years ago. He's 11. It's probably been seven, eight years ago. And we're going door to door, knocking doors, telling people about Sunday school, inviting them to church. I said, you're doing a fine job, Judah. He said, thank you, Daddy. He said, now what is it exactly that I'm doing? He didn't even know what he was doing, but he was, he was thankful that he was doing a good job. You don't have to know what you're doing to be a soul winner. You don't have to know what you're doing to teach a Sunday school class. You don't have to have a doctorate degree to drive a bus. Some of the greatest people in Pentecost are people that know very little about the Bible, but they are available for God to use them. Amen. Look at who God used. Peter, a trash mouth fisherman. He lied three times in the same night. I don't know him. I don't know him. I don't know him. A tax collector. Nobody likes the IRS. He said, I'm going to choose one of these 12s, a tax collector. One of them was a devil. Everybody say amen. Uh, the Ten Commandments of the bus ministers, when you get people on your bus, you need to assign jobs and duties to the riders. Now, you got a bus ministry, you're starting a bus ministry. The second commandment is, when you get people on the bus, you need to have a plan. Everybody say a plan. I'm going to assign jobs to these children on the Sunday school bus, or adults. We have people 90 years old ride the bus. Hey, man, there's no age limit on the bus. Somebody said, well, what good are you doing? You're just a free babysitter. I'll be a free babysitter, and that child's going to know. Amen. That parent's going to remember that the church took care of their children and raised them, and that child's going to get used to hearing the voice of the prophet at a young age. I don't care how young you are. You need to be in church. Somebody said, well, they don't put any tithe in the offering plate. You're going to hand out candy. You're going to ask everybody uh, when's their birthday. You need to know their birthday. You need to find out what's going on in their life. That's number two. Ministry begins when a child is old enough to communicate. If a child's old enough to communicate, they're old enough to be on the Sunday school bus. Everybody say hallelujah. Number three, we need to be good role models. If you're a bus driver, a bus captain, or a bus helper, or a bus worker, you need to be a good role model. You need to be an effective witness for Jesus Christ. We need more good role models in our society. Isn't it time that we pull down the posters of the sports stars who have illegitimate children all over the world and who get locked up for controlled substances? Isn't it time that we get some good role models in our society? You know who the role models of the children of Baton Rouge are? They're bus captain. Amen. When they walk through the streets of their city, amen, those children come running out and they idolize the bus 
bus captain because that's somebody that's that's somebody that's give me good food on Sunday. That's somebody that told me happy birthday. I never had a man tell me happy birthday. I've never had a dad in my life, but there's a bus driver, amen, that tells me they love me and they put their arm around me. Isn't it time that the apostolics uh, be a good role model in the United States of America? Amen. I'm fired up about the bus ministry right now. I'm fired up about the bus ministry. It's time that we go out in the streets, fire up the Sunday school bus, and bring people to the house of God and tell them about Jesus and let them know there's only one thing right and this is it. Amen. The Baptists have had their day. The Catholics have had their day. The Baptists in our city are getting rid of their buses because they don't have what it takes to reach this generation because you're not going to reach this generation without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They don't know what to do with same-sex marriage. They don't know what to do with legalization of pot. They don't know what to do with transvestites and transgenderism. But there's a God that knows what to do. You need the Holy Ghost and there's only one place in town where you can get it and that's in the apostolic Pentecostal church amen you need to be a good role model number four the the fourth of ten commandments good thing there's only ten be prepared to fight everybody say fight we're in a war during war times it's time to be in the trenches on the front line This is not time for stay busy work in the church. The king's business requires haste. There is an urgency in this hour. There is an urgency. Amen. Every day that we don't go out and teach somebody about Jesus is a wasted day in their life. We're in a war and the devil has an all out war against the church and the best The best defense is a good offense. We need to go on the offensive and go out in the streets of our cities and be offensive towards the devil and tell him your kingdom's coming down and we're going to shake up this city for the cause of Jesus Christ. We're in a war. We need a bus. Amen. That's a tank. That's a Sherman tank that'll go out in the streets of Baton Rouge and New Orleans and Oregon and Mississippi and Texas and North Carolina. We need to go out in the streets with our buses and let them know that the truth is here to get you and to set you free. Amen. During battle, we need all hands on deck. Amen. Well, we're afraid that we'll contaminate our church if we get too many people that's unconverted. If you're afraid, number one, fear is the opposite of faith. And if you're afraid the world's going to change you, you need the Holy Ghost. The world never is going to change the church. The church is going to change the world. And be not conformed, Romans 12 and 2, to this world, but be ye transformed. The word transformed in the Greek means metamorphosis. The cocoon, the ugly grub that goes in the cocoon and comes out a beautiful multicolored butterfly. That's what happens on the bus ministry. The sinner comes in here with all kind of ugly problems. Hey Amen. But they are, they're conformed to the world with their ugliness. But when they walk into an apostolic atmosphere, they get transformed by the Holy Ghost. And you used to be a cigarette sucker and a whiskey drinker and a wife and a husband abuser and a child abuser and a crackhead. Amen. You used to be all kind of stuff, but God transformed you. 
And when God transforms you, you're unrecognizable. Everybody say hallelujah. All right, number five. Let's keep going quickly. No compromise. Everybody say no compromise. Total annihilation of Satan's kingdom. Satan, your kingdom must come down. Isn't this radical? Seems to me like everybody's radical but the church. Amen. How is it that the church is timid and is taking the tuck tail when everybody else is radical. You know what? You're going to lose your children to something or somebody. You're either going to lose them to Jesus or you're going to lose them to the devil in the world. You're either going to lose them to sports and drugs and money or you're going to lose them to Jesus Christ. I would rather lose my children to Jesus in another city or another country and where they consume their time with the bus ministry than I had lose them to the devil and have their name on the marquee with a lot of money somewhere. Amen. You know what? The greatest testimony that I could give my children is that they're a soul winner. Amen. Amen. Total annihilation. Number six, if you're going to be a good bus captain, you got to learn to implement authority. Everybody say hallelujah. You can't be a pushover. You can't let, you can't let thugs and unruly children run over you. The only cure for rebellion is pain. When children are rebellious, they have to feel the pain. If you're going to be unruly on this bus, you're not coming back until you can learn how to be ruly. I said, well, I don't, I don't want to lose anybody. You're going to lose 30 good ones because of one bad one. The devil will put one unruly devil on the bus to try and control and get rid of all the good good children. You know what? You got to make an example. You can't cut a dog's tail off one inch at a time. You got to sever the tie and say, this is a bus that's Jesus Christ's bus. You're going to learn how to behave like a Christian when you come here. And they're either going to line up or they're going to line out. But the sixth commandment of the bus ministry is you have to chastise. Abusive, intemperate correction of children is unacceptable. We never correct unruly children out of anger. You correct children who are unruly out of love. We do it because we love them. Amen. And we do it out of love, never with an uncontrollable temper. If you do that, you're just as wrong as they are. Everybody say amen. If you love them, you will, however implement authority in their life. I remember when we was at the stage of about 250, we was averaging 250, and we was holding on to a few uh, really, really troubled children. We were scared if we let go of them, we'd lose a whole area. And when we finally said, no, we're going to make this happen, we're going to get rid of these people that don't want to change and don't want to do better. When we did, we didn't decrease, we doubled. We went from 250 to 500 because people want to know that they're safe when they come to church. People want to know that they're safe on the bus. People want to know that there's a good time on the bus. People want to know they're not going to get sucker punched on the bus. If you're going to be a good bus captain, you need to run an orderly bus route. Number seven, uh, be proactive, not reactive. Why is it that we're always reacting to problems when we should be proactive toward problems? You should be able to discern what's fixing to brew and what's going on on the bus. And you need to be proactive enough to head it off before it ever becomes an issue. Don't wait until something gets out of hand and then react to trouble because then you're 
you're behind the eight ball. You're behind what's going on, okay? You need to be proactive. That means you need to have a plan. When somebody gets on this bus, we're going to have a good song. We're going to have a good game. We're going to have a Bible quizzing tournament. We're going to have, uh, we're going to have sword drills. We're going to do something. We're going to tape a captain to the ceiling of the bus. We've done that before. Amen. We've, we've done anything and everything humanly possible to win souls, and we need to be proactive and not reactive. In other words, anticipate problems and resolve them. Number eight is one of my favorites. Well, pastor, they thought they was doing me a favor. I see them whenever the bus should be gone, and they come back. And they say, you know, I'm not running my bus this morning because I called everybody and nobody's coming. Have you ever heard of excommunication? Amen. Nothing to get you excommunicated faster in a, in a bus ministry church than saying nobody's coming, so I'm not running my bus. That's like a preacher saying, I'm not going to preach because nobody's out there to pray through the Holy Ghost. Can I have an amen? The Sunday after the waters went down, we fired up every bus that we could. Half of them broke down because of water and transmissions and, and solenoids. But I said, you know what? The devil is not going to win. The devil might have won a battle, but he's not going to win the war. And I said, well, there's nobody to pick up. There's the subdivisions of ghost towns. Everybody's in shelters. I said, then we're going to run to the shelters. And if we don't pick anybody up, we're going to run anyway. But we're not going to lose by default. Jesus said, faithful in a few, Lord over many. God won't make you ruler over many until you can be faithful in a few. And when I determine that we're going to run a bus, if we don't have to go out in the middle of the street and turn donuts and go in circles, uh, we're going to do something for Jesus. Uh, we need to get busy for God today. Even if we don't know what to do, we need to do it. Even if we don't know what to say, we need to say it. I was afraid, so I went and digged a hole and hid it in the earth. And Jesus said, you wicked and slothful servant, take from him that hath not and give to him that hath. Uh, amen. And the reason that our society is in the mess that it's in is because of a complacent, lackadaisical, apathetic attitude that is indifferent to what has happened. Isn't it time that the church get up and open their mouth and stop being so careful? I'm not careful to answer you in this matter. You might throw us in the fiery furnace, uh, but we're not going to bow down to your gods. Uh, devil, you might have got me last Sunday, but I'm going to fire my bus up this Sunday, and I'm going to run through the streets of a city. I'm going to bring somebody to church. It don't matter who likes it or don't like it. Hey man, it's time that the church makes some noise. Mark 2 said, it was noised abroad that he was in the house. The reason our houses are so empty is because the Christians are too quiet. It's time that the Christians make some noise for Jesus. Come on out and hear my preacher. Come on out and hear my choir. Come on out and hear my Sunday school. Come on out and see what Jesus is doing. We need to get noisy for Jesus. We need to get noisy for Jesus. Don't sit down on me. It's almost done. Number nine. If you're not faithful in a few things, you're not going to be ruler over many. I can run my car. No, sir. No, sir. We're not going to play them games. Everybody say hallelujah. Hey, Amen. It's time to grow up and be a soul winner. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. 
When I became a man, I put away childish things. It's time that we put away childish things in Pentecost. It's time that we mature to the level that God wants us to be at. It's time that we identify as the true people of God, the true sons of God. Amen. This is the narrow way. We are the light of the world. Let your light so shine before men that you may glorify your Father which is in heaven. It's time that the apostolics get the biggest bus routes in America and let their light shine for Jesus and turn our cities upside down. Number nine, I am my shepherd of my bus. My bus is my fold, and I am its shepherd. I'm responsible for every square inch and every split second. That's not open for question. I missed birthday parties to go out and reach them and put them on the bus. I've missed family reunions. I said, I can't preach your conference because I got souls to win. I said, no, I can't come and do this or that or go fishing or go hunting because Saturday is the day to win souls. Amen. You know what? It costs us too much to get people to the house of God. We need to behave like we're their shepherd. Amen. And they're our sheep. And I'm pointing them to the shepherd of the church, the man of God. I'm telling them the man of God. And he's pointing them to the great shepherd, Jesus Christ. You see how it goes? Amen. It's all about Jesus. Winning souls is not about you. It's not about me. It's all about Jesus. That's why we put our hearts in it. That's why we put our soul in it. If you're going to work on the job, you be the best at what you do. If you're going to be a soul winner, you be the best at what you do. Don't let the devil push you around. Don't let the devil shove you. You need to go and take it by force, bind and loose in the name of Jesus. Number 10, honor your bus route as highly esteemed. Don't take your job lightly. Working for the kingdom of God is the most crucial task at hand. Ten commandments of a Sunday school bus. All right, I want every bus captain, every bus driver, get in this altar right now. God, we're going to double this year. Hey, if you're at 100, you can have 200 12 months from today. If you're at 200, you can be at 400 one year from today. If you're at 50, you can be at 100. Come on, God just now charged you with a double in your spirit. I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit fall upon me. I want what you had times two. Here comes a double portion on every bus captain. God, touch Shalmet right now. God, touch Rialto right now. God, touch Baton Rouge right now. God, touch Oregon right now. Amen. God wants you to double. Touch Ocala, Florida right now. Amen. Touch Tulsa, Oklahoma right now. Touch Broken Arrow right now. Here it comes. Touch Baton Rouge right now. Touch Georgia. I give my 